Hello and welcome to Eight Pushing History. I'm Mike Masick. And I'm Diego Marin Jarve. And today we'll be talking about the Great Awakening and other social changes of the early to mid 1700s. We'll take an in-depth look at what these changes were, what different ch- what different changes they caused in society and government at the time, and how they affected the future of the areas they spread in. First, the Great Awakening. This movement kickstarted the revitalization of Protestant and Calvinist belief in England and her colonies, and was mainly spread by traveling preachers. We're not formally or trained or a part of a specific church parish. Those, the most notable of these preachers were men by the names of Jonathan Edwards and George Whitefield, Whitfield. American preachers, who used, to, who used to draw crowds, and then that's how they would spread their messages. These men and others, they would use their words to stir emotion in the people, bringing back many of the old teachings, of the old religious traditions, and it cha- and they challenged the notions of authority and the rules of, pre- of preaching in Christian society. Jonathan Edwards considered, and I quote, one of the chief fathers of the Great Awakening. That's history.com. And he focused his preaching on three main ideas. These were his beliefs that all of humanity was filled with sin and needed to repent. God was a strict critic of his people and redemption through faith alone. Staying around the area of Northampton, Massachusetts, Edwards spread his messages all throughout sermons to large crowds that gathered wherever he traveled, with his most notable speech being known as sinners in the hands of an angry God. One excerpt from the sermon reads, and I quote, The wrath of God burns against sinners. Their damnation does not slumber, the pit is prepared. The fire is made ready, the furnace is now hot, ready to receive them. The flames do now rage and glow. The glittering sword is wet and held over them, and the pit hath opened her mouth under them. And that was from The Great Awakening, one of his many speeches. Edwards focused extremely on the emotions of fear and guilt to spur action in his crowds and to bring him back into his Protestant beliefs. George Whitfield was not much different in his preaching style. It was just as large as, of a figure as Edwards in The Great Awakening. And, Mike, I don't know if you agree with this, but I actually think he was a little bit bigger. Oh, I, I totally agree. He was one of the largest figures in the whole Great Awakening era. Whitfield was an Anglican preacher who assembled crowds similar to Edwards and energized his listeners with inspiring oratories, like the Great Wankening and Enlightenment. These two traveling preachers and many others lit a fire in their listeners, especially in the sense of rising, of riving rise to new religious denominations and revolutionary ideals. For example, and I quote, The Great Awakening saw the rise of several Protestant denominations, including Methodists, Presbyterians, and Baptists, who who emphasized adult baptism of converted Christians rather than infant baptism. That comes from the Great Awakening and Enlightenment. The spread of different beliefs inspired many other variations of Protestant beliefs to rise as a new country of America was born. 
These ideas spread by the Great Awakening, especially the ideas of nationalism and individual rights to claim your own salvation, inspired many to fight for their own freedoms in the Revolutionary War. Through Christian evangelization brought by the Great Awakening, the American Revolution was supported even more fervently, and the idea of Protestant religion became anchored in the origins of America itself. Next, the other incredibly large and well-known change to social ideas at the time, this one focusing on the reform of government, also known as the Enlightenment. This social revolution centered on shifting the ideologies of how government should work, moving away from self-serving monarchy and toward a benevolent government working for the good of the people. Some of the most prominent figures in this movement included Thomas Hobbes, an English philosopher, writer of the Leviathan, and a believer in a strong centralized government, John Locke, an English philosopher, writer of the Second Treatise of the Government, and a man striving for a government based on ensuring the people's rights, and finally Benjamin Franklin, an American who helped begin the stir of revolution in the colonies based on his Enlightenment ideals of fair representation in government, and eventually self-government. Each of these men offered their own point of view on what they believed would benefit the Americans. The Enlightenment movement was crucial to the American colonies because it changed their ideology. Their ideology shifted and became more focused around the idea of like a virtuous person that contributes to society. This is uh, important because it gave women during this time a new role of raising a child into becoming a new like intellectual and virtuous adult that could contribute to society. In the second treatise of government, John Locke introduces the idea of natural rights. Natural rights are ideas and privileges that should automatically be given to a person. When he published his article, American colonists never forgot about it. Because as time went on, they were realizing the British were violating these rights, and it was just plain disrespectful. Yeah, and the British, like, it was terrible what they were doing with all these different acts that the British implemented on the Americans. They were totally just prosecuting their rights. Don't you agree with me, Diego? Like, as reading, like, many secondary and primary sources of it, it just sounded awful for the Americans. And something that if it was happening to the British and, let's say, another powerful country was on them like that, they want they would want freedom as well. They couldn't, The Americans could no longer deal with this. I completely agree with you, Mike. Honestly, I think that the British... <sighs> It's a good thing we declared independence from them, to be honest. Yeah, if we still had our, if British still had their thumb over us, we would not be in a good state right now. We would still all be controlled by the British minds, and it would just be terrible for all the people that live in America now. And with all the freedom that we have now, our freedom of press and freedom of speech and all of that, it just, it's truly great that we did get to move away from them and that this enlightenment truly did help us get away from them. Yeah, I think uh, we take for granted sometimes that we have the ability of the freedom of this press and these rights, but I think it eventually, it all came from the Enlightenment, and we just got to be grateful for these genius men. I totally agree. And then, like, when we're looking at the major documents of America, such as, like, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence, it is easy to tell that they base these articles around their ideas on what they believe are natural rights. Natural rights are created through, at the time, what they thought was common sense. So if they didn't believe it was fair, 
then they would not include it. Then they would include it as a natural right. The Enlightenment's most well-known American thinker, Benjamin Franklin, played a key role in the influence and development of the Enlightenment and the American Revolution. Franklin played a key role because of his way of thinking, his form of thinking using solely reason and not having to rely on God or having the medieval mindset in order to find success in his life. This time period was a time where many people could move on from older ideals of strict Catholic teaching and absolute government, and thinkers like Franklin, with such social influence, had a big impact on the American people. Franklin's thoughts and, the, and his Enlightenment way of thinking can be found in his autobiography, and he is perfect example of how an enlightened person would tr- think trying to improve their lives one day at a time. And Diego, when you look at some of the things that Benjamin Franklin did, such as creating like the first stove oven and finding electricity, he was finding he was creating practical uses, and that's why the Americans liked him so much. Was that there he was creating these new practical ways that the Americans could use to make their lives just so much easier. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like, uh, I read his autobiography, and I honestly think it's a quite a hard read. But once you read it and you comprehend it, it's very, it's very like it's incredible. The things that you learn about Franklin and his mentality, and you learn a lot about the Enlightenment. I true, I completely agree with you. The life that Benjamin Franklin led, it was just so inspirational, and the things that he would do, he was truly one of America's first ever, you could say, celebrities. He was the most popular man in all of America, and even overseas people knew him. That's what made him so popular, is that British rulers knew who, who he was, and all of, Europe, uh, all of Europe knew who he was, too. And it was just... It's all thanks to his enlightenment way of thinking. If he wasn't an enlightenment thinking, he probably wouldn't be the celebrity that people think of him as now. Exactly. Like, if he didn't bring... The reason why he was so inspirational is because he brought change and he found practical uses for many things and he came up with new ideas that it could only improve the way of people thinking. Yeah. So overall, the Enlightenment movement and the Great Awakening were significant to the American colonies. Both of these movements changed the ideology of American colonies and American citizens, such as Benjamin Franklin. And they this gave inspiration to important inventions such as the stove oven and electricity. Uh, we would like to thank you for listening to our podcast, A Pushing History. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to show your support, you can go to our website, apushinghistory.com, and leave a rating. Your feedback not only supports this channel, but it also gives me us the feedback that I need to improve the next podcast. We're your host, Mike Masick and Diego Marinjarve. And we look forward to t- for you to tune in to another episode of A Pushing History next week. Thank you all for so much for all the support. It means the world to us. Thank you so much.